Welcome to the Live Well for Longer podcast, the podcast for people who want to learn the art and science of healthy aging and longevity. Join me, Sarah Little, a wellbeing science specialist and positive psychology practitioner, as I share the psychology and behaviors associated with longevity and quality of life. Let's begin. I used to walk along the serene pathway of Lake Tarawera in New Zealand. It's just outside of Rotorua and it's this beautiful lake. It's majestic. It's so peaceful. And there was a walking trail along there. And I would take this walking trail before I used to go to work, sometimes in the afternoon. I would put on my headphones, very old school, and I would have my CD player in hand. Inside my CD player were CDs by Earl Nightingale, Jim Rohn, Louise Hay, Napoleon Hill, Stuart Wilde, Cheryl Richardson, all of the great classics. And I delighted in this activity. I used to really struggle with life, just generally how to make the most of life, how to live the good life. And it appeared to me that a lot of people around me at the time didn't know how to be happy. They didn't know how to be healthy and they didn't appear to be living what I thought was the good life. They always seem to have problems with money, with their family. There was always one thing. And while problems never actually ever go away so long as we're living, it's how we learn to handle them that matters. And so I reached out to the great classics because I was interested and how I handle problems better so that I could live a good life. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. I am so delighted you're here. There may be a little bit of noise in the background. That is because I have one sleeping dog, another boisterous dog, and I have a jumping boy playing some uh, Fortnite. So here we are back again. And welcome to the new year. It's lovely to see you. It's lovely to see you. It's lovely to have you here once more. Today we are discussing goals and you may either love them or hate them. But if you're like me, you probably have a little bit of love-hate happening because around the new year, there is so much lead up to this we have to set goals we have to accomplish something new and whilst that's all like really great advice sometimes it can place us in a position where maybe we're not ready to set goals or maybe goals are not the best thing for us this year so over the last 20 years I have been setting goals and I have been not setting them in the same way but learning to set them in new and different ways Because sometimes what works for me one year doesn't work for me another year. And it's really important to realize 
and to really reflect on what stage of your life are you in. I've had times in my life where I've had health problems and I haven't been in a goal setting mode of thinking. I haven't really wanted to set goals because my top priority was simply just getting through the day, looking after my physical, mental and emotional health. And quite honestly, goals would have stressed me out even more. And so sometimes goals are not necessary and sometimes they are necessary because we're working toward a qualification or we're working towards getting a job or saving a certain amount of money. And of course, in these situations, maybe setting goals is appropriate. I do like goals, but not all of the time. I also like intentions. So an intention is a vague sort of goal, I guess. It's something you'd like to happen. It's a very broad statement. It's sort of like an affirmation. And again, intentions have their place. Sometimes they are really useful and other times they're not so. So as an example, if I had a certain intention around completing my master's degree, I probably would have not held myself to such a strict regime to complete it. But I broke my master's down into big goals and then small bite-sizable goals and then even smaller daily goals. And so from that standpoint, having goals is important. But intentions can be useful too. They can help us to steer in a certain direction. And so for the year, for this year in particular, I will have both goals and intentions just because this is the season of my life. And you have to check in with you to see what season you're in, what is best for you. So goals are there to help your life be better they're to help you to create a better life they're not there to stress you out or to diminish your health or your mental well-being as well they're actually there to help you to thrive to get to the next level of your life whether that be in your career your financial your relationship your spiritual whatever domain there's so many different domains And so today we're going to be discussing my top three goal setting tips. And I think they're a little bit unconventional because I'm not going to be telling you set a goal, break it down or set a smart goal. And these are all well and truly wonderful. And there are so many modes of creating goals out there. There's the smart goal. There's the smarter goal. I think there's achieve. I've studied so many ways to create goals and then there's the idea that we have to have affirmations and that bounces off setting goals and there's a whole field now around this in the self-help community whereas 20 years ago when I first started there wasn't actually that much information around well, not nuanced and detailed information around setting goals. And I think it's a little bit too complicated nowadays because 
setting goals is really the process. It's not actually um, the outcome. It is a mode of being. It's like if you're wanting to travel to a different state and you're focused on what car you're going in versus the journey and the destination, right? Goals are your car. It doesn't matter too much like it doesn't matter too much how you go about it, what car you go in, whether it's red or blue, Toyota or Honda, if it gets you to where you're going and you enjoy the journey, that is the main thing. So that's what goal setting is about. It's that transportation. It's that mode of journey to help you get to where you want to go and get there with a very, um, you know, in a very good state, I should say. So we're going to begin now and I want to share my first goal setting tip with you and I learned this I think I've shared this before actually I learned this from Dr. Maxwell Maltz he is one of the great classics I have spoken about him before however it's really important that I share this now because this is this was one of the things that absolutely changed my life Focus on who you want to become, not who you are today. And I used to be very scared. I used to be very shy, introverted. And this was before I learned about focusing on who you want to become. And I had just started Toastmasters at the time. And I was learning about Maxwell Maltz's self-image work. And I started to see myself as a confident public speaker, as the person I wanted to become, not as the shy and timid person I was in the moment. And I started to visualize this person and really feel into it. And I realized that this woman who was very confident and very outgoing with her public talks um, was inside me. It wasn't something that was in another person. I too could be that person. And I slowly started to embody this persona, this confidence. And when I moved to Australia, I continued with Toastmasters. I was in several clubs. I was a complete nerd, (laughs) complete. And Before I quit, though, I I had to take a break because I was doing too many clubs and too many things and I quit Toastmasters. But before I quit, I was at a stage where I was entering competitions and winning them. And I think this is the power of your self-image. So I'll give you another story, another quick example. I wanted to go back and study as a mature age student and I wanted to study law. And this was completely out of the blue for everybody, including sort of myself. But I saw myself as the type of person who could study, who was disciplined, who was willing to show up, who was willing to stay with things, even if they were uncomfortable. So who is the person that you want to become in 2024? What does she show up for? Mm -hmm. What is she aspiring and working towards? What are her mannerisms like? What's her personality like? 
So my first tip is focus on who you want to become. And this will center and will, will help you to create the foundations of your year. Because when you focus on who you want to become, then you can decide what are my goals or intentions? What am I working towards? How am I working towards it? What are the little daily actions I'm taking each day? What do I believe about myself? What do I feel on a consistent and daily basis? So this is the foundation of basically how I work my year out. And then from there, I choose a word of the year. And you've probably heard the word of the year. A word of the year is a word, just one word that you're wanting to embody or work towards in your year. So last year, I kind of toyed with several words, but it was kind of the same word. And I wanted to have an extraordinary year or an unforgettable year. And so that was my word of the year. But I've also had years that I've wanted to have, uh, that I've wanted to embody intelligence. So prior to that, my word was intelligent. And it really comes back to who the person is that you're wanting to embody. So who do you want to become? And then if you had to really call out just one word for her or one key trait or one thing that stands out about this woman, what would you say about her? And so for me this year, my word of the year is beauty or beautiful. And I want to embody more beauty in my life. I want to slow down, savor the small moments. And that all comes down to beauty. So my word of the year is beautiful because I want to become a more beautiful person on the inside and on the outside. And I started working toward that already in 2023. The strange thing about me, and it's quite funny, is that I set my goals and intentions and my word of the year and who I want to become. I do that all in October, the year before. So I've already done this. And it's strange because I do it before this energetic movement where everyone is in this goal setting mode and everyone is, um, you know, sharing their word of the year and sharing their goals. I do it intentionally because I have a very um, fluid personality and I can change very quickly, very easily, depending on what I see in the world around me. And that is wonderful for my writing because it means that my writing is fluid and I can embody different writing styles. But when it comes to things like goals and words of the year, I don't want to be impacted by what I see people posting online. And I have a lot of people in my community who are in the self-help genre or personal development space, and they are posting their words of the year. And I don't want to be influenced by that. And also, I want to go into January. Actually, I start basically start in December, November. As soon as I, I get into this, I know what I want to be in this following year. As soon as I get into it, I start. So that I've already, I'm already three months in when it comes to January or two months in when it comes to January. And I'm already running because I know I've already planned out my entire, entire year. And 
So I'm already up and running. I already have got moment, uh, movement, momentum. And that brings me to tip number three. So we're focused on first goal setting tip is the overarching life-changing theme, which is focus on who you want to become. The second tip is to focus on your word of the year. So who is this person? What is one characteristic or action or thing they've, that they've created and pinpoint a certain word from that person and go running with that as your word of the year. And then the final tip is to design your own philosophy for living well, for aging gracefully, for enjoying your life. I think we're swayed a lot by what others think that we should do in life and how we should live. And I think this is wonderful and I think this is great, but you know, you are your own best coach and your answers really are already inside you. And I think one of the things that we can get caught up in is, I certainly know I have, is getting caught up in such rigidity. So I used to be very stringent. I have to have 8.5 hours sleep. I have to have this amount. Well, just recently that was proven wrong that you don't actually need eight hours sleep. But honestly, I cannot go off six or 6.5 hours, which is the new recommended daily sleep allowance, you know, how much you should have. But for me, for me, I actually do need eight hours, but I don't need to be rigid about it, right? I don't have to have this rigid philosophy of living because there's no fun in that. I know a lot of people speak about alcohol and they say, don't drink alcohol, it's toxic. And honestly, do, anyway, that's another, another podcast episode. But people in the blue zones have wine. They drink. <laughs> and it's not about the alcohol per se. And so designing your own philosophy of living is deciding what's best for you and tapping into that. So you know who you want to become. You know your word of the year. Now, how do you want to live? What do you want to be doing on a daily basis? Nothing in our life is fixed, is so fixed that it can't be changed. Well, most things, okay, most things. But our DNA, while we have this DNA that we've been gifted, it only expresses itself if it's been triggered. Certain things only express, genes only express themselves if they've been triggered. And more often than not, that trigger comes from the environment. So the environment triggers certain genes. We get to decide through our environment how we want to feel. We get to decide what we want to think. Your personality is not fixed and neither is the trajectory of your life. I grew up in a very poor household with very uneducated parents and one of my parents was an alcoholic and one of my parents was absent, emotionally absent. There was a lot of violence in my home and my parents were not around. I could have grown up very differently. I too could have become an alcoholic. I too could have 
um, mental health problems that uh, create uh, the problems in my life. I too could be that way, but I chose a different trajectory. I decided enough was enough. Even when I was young, I could see that there was a different way to live, even if I hadn't been exposed to it. You might have this image of this wealthy, beautiful woman in your mind. And you might not have had wealth in your life before, but it doesn't mean it's not possible. It's absolutely possible. So just because you haven't been exposed to the kind of life you want doesn't mean it's not possible. So designing your own philosophy of living. Now I am going to give you the inside of what I do. And I was like, do I do this? Do I not do this? But I decided that I want to be really transparent and I want to share what works for me. And this works for me. I do this every year. So I have open Canva and Canva is a online platform where you can craft whatever document you like. You can create social media posts. You can create projects. They have free templates like monthly goals or weekly cleaning checklist they've got everything it's a great platform it's free it doesn't cost anything unless you upgrade to the premium so every year I start with in October I create this document and it's based on the person I want to become the goals or intentions I have for the year and the word of the year so my document is a PDF. It's like a little book. And I do this so that if I want to print it out, I can have it sitting on my desk. And my document in front of me, it has a title page. And in the front center of the title page, it says beautiful. And that is my word of the year. Beautiful. And at the top, it says 2024. And I have images that I love on the front page. I have words I love. I've written calm, nourish, loving, stylish, wealthy, and confident. And I put all the things that I think my ideal self is or doing or is feeling or is surrounded by. And that goes on my cover. And then the next page, it really doesn't matter the order because I often change it around. My, my next page is my goals for the year so these are my beautiful goals and I have them listed I try not to have too many goals the problem is we get wrapped up in this idea that we should have 10 different goals for each area of our life I try to have one or two key goals and then some sort of sub goals which I don't well they're more like intentions so my goals for this year are bigger goals and then my Intentions are smaller things like I speak fluent Italian. I have a gorgeous wardrobe. I have written um, my book, my next book, which is a, a novel slash memoir. And so that is my second page, my, ex my extraordinary, my beautiful, my nourishing goals. Okay, so... And you don't have to get fancy. I don't think you need to have a smart goal. I don't think you need to do any of that. Just write them down and put them in the present tense. So your goal could be to have 
a incredible relationship with your partner, with your, with your spouse, and you want to revive and renew it. And you might have a goal of having an incredible relationship with your spouse. Or you may have a goal to have a business that is serving over 100 people every year. This is, this is your life. You get to design it. So one of my goals is to bring more beauty into my life and especially into my home space. And that comes down to, um, you know, changing a little bit my environment, but it also comes down to me having to learn to cook a little bit more. And so when you set these goals, you can then break them down. So if you have a goal to have a business that maybe serves 100, 200 people a year, you, ha- you can work from the end in mind and go, okay, what has the woman done, my ideal self done to get to that space and break it down from the end point. So how did she get to 50 people each year? How did she get to 20 people each year? How did she get 10? How did she get her first client or customer for that year? What were the steps she took to get to that first person, 50th and so forth? And you can do the same with your relationships, um, with anything else. So that is one of the things I have on my first pages in my philosophy for living well philosophy for living the good life really and then I have some things that I want to be reminded by so I have writing tips for my ideal self my ideal writer self and I'd love to be that writer that's disciplined and writing every day and I've had those moments in my life but I need reminders I need tips so I have tips on here as well, things to remind me about how to write well. And then I've also broken down my goals. And I think I have the tips at the top, my writing tips, but they should be further down. But that's because I'm writing at the moment. So then I have broken down my writing goals, um, my writing goals, my goals for the year. And that was what I was telling you. So you have your big goals and then you have your smaller goals. So you work backwards, right? So some of mine, because mine is to create like a beautiful, um, a beautiful life. And I want to have a very beautiful environment. I want to be surrounded by beautiful things. So my sub goals, I broke them down and that was learning how to cook, having a monthly sauna. It was deleting items from my email. I get way too many emails. Don't we all having regular date nights, having family rituals. So I started to break my goals down. Now, if I wanted with these types of goals, some of them I could already tick off. And I've already done that with some of them because I've ticked them off. Um, With such as monthly sauna, I can go ahead and call or book online the spa to have my sauna in. And I can already tick that off and put it in my diary, right? And then mastering my inbox, I can schedule that in my diary. Every day at 8 a.m., I'm going to delete the emails from my inbox or respond to emails. And the same, I have regular money dates with my partner. And that's every Monday. And that, again, it's already there. I already know what I'm doing every Monday. I'm scheduling it in. So we have the big goals, we have the small goals, and then we have the, the items 
from the small goals that you can schedule into your diary, into your calendar. I know it sounds like a lot. I know, I know, but it's actually not. If you set aside a couple hours or a couple days, I'm very quick at this. I can do this in half a day. But if you set aside some time before the end of the year to sit down and work all these things out and then you can schedule them in your year, honestly, it becomes so much easier. You can focus on the things that matter, that make your life enjoyable and you don't have to stress about all the little things in your life. So yes, so that's a little bit about what's in my philosophy for living. And I also have other things such as habits. So things that I want to habits I want to master. So obviously writing is a habit that I want to mask master. Having a podcast was a habit that I wanted to master to be able to record my podcast every week, regardless of my circumstances, regardless of whether things are great or not great. I love James Clare, the author of Atomic Habits. He talks about not um, creating habits that you can do on your best day, but creating habits that you can do even on your worst day. And I think this is a really important point is that we create goals and intentions that we can do on our best days, but can you do them on your worst days? And so when it comes to doing them on your worst days, if you schedule them already in place, like scheduling your appointments and scheduling your writing sessions or your dates, whatever it might be, you're taking some of that guesswork out of it. And then all you need to do is show up for these appointments, show up for your life that you're creating, this beautiful life. And then I've also got things like standards. And standards are a little bit different. They're things like, um, what I'm standards I'm holding myself to, right? The things that I'm going to create boundaries around, and I'm going to ensure I live up to these standards. And then I've got things such as themes of the month, and this is a really I will tell you this this document is 35 pages. It's not small, um, but this is me. This is how I work. I love to plan. I'm a planner. I love to prepare. This helps me to look after my health, my well-being, and to prioritize the things that are important. So the themes by month for me, I basically work a little bit backwards of what's the most important things. And so for November of 2023, I had finances because I knew I'd be going on a holiday in January. And then I also had sleep because my sleep had taken a little bit of a dive. And then December, I have declutter, be organized and punctual because I realized that I was getting a little bit disorganized. So this is, this is my themes by the month. And this helps me if I'm like, oh my God, I've got a few goals and I'm already working towards them or I'm not working towards them and I'm just not feeling it where do I go? I go to my themes because my themes keep me on track. They, they are pointed towards my smaller goals. They are pointed towards my habits, the things I want to develop. So December was declutter and then January is art. It's writer's routine and museums and galleries and so forth. And so I have the themes by month for my life, but then I also have the themes uh, by month and by week for my podcast. 
So I did this for my podcast as well so that I could take the guesswork out of showing up and that it meant that even on my worst days, I had direction. I knew what I was I was going to do. So I have everything in this book from money to um, affirmations to the woman I want to become. I write it all in there. And I was reading this book. I just finished it. It was called La Bella Figura. And it's an Italian book. Uh, I think she's American Italian, actually. And it was beautiful. And at the end, she talked about her ideal self, who she wanted to become. And I just thought it was who she wanted to become was beautiful. And I thought that was gorgeous. And this is basically what your philosophy of living is, is for. It's to help you to reaffirm who you want to become what you want to have in your life, what are your values, what are your goals, what are your beliefs, what are you showing up for? And so that is that is that document. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed that. I think that was a lot to take in, especially if you are not familiar with creating goals and things like that. But it really does break things down and it makes things easier for you. And and I think this is partly what living a good life is for most people it's not being too stressed with the wrong things all the time and creating goals or intentions that are very thoughtful very well planned and that are scheduled in your calendar and you know what you're showing up for really takes the guesswork it takes the stress out of achieving your goals and it makes life so much more enjoyable and fun because you also have things to look forward to, things to grow toward, work toward. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please let me know by leaving a comment. It was a very personal episode, this one. And um, yeah, I think we'll leave it at that. If you want to learn more about me, you can come over to my Instagram at Sarah Marie Little. I had a few people reach out and say, what happened to your website? I used to have a personal website, which was sarahmarielittle.com, but I'm focusing less on my personal work and I'm focusing more on um, my writing and on building up uh, the Positive Aging Institute and just building resources to help you live your best life, to help you live well and for longer. So, Help to help you live a quality life. And I'm going to be talking about quality swaps in a coming podcast because often we think, oh, I have to have a certain amount of money until I can live this way. But that's simply not the case. You can have your dream life today. And Rami Sameh, uh, sorry, I completely butchered his name. I'm so sorry. Rami Sethi, I think it is. Sorry if I'm saying it wrong. I'm so, so sorry. Um, he does, he first had a book. I, I came across him about 10 years ago, I think. Yes, 10 years ago. And he had the book, um, Something Rich Life. And then he had a show. He's just recently, he's really taken off. He's got a show on Netflix. And he also speaks a little bit about that, about you should put, put your money where what the things you value are. And this is what goals help us do. They help us to make 
intentional decisions about where we put our time and our money and where we put our decisions, you know, what we decide to do with our time and money. And I think this is one of the most important things about focusing on who you want to become. It helps you to see what decisions you need to make. It helps you to realize what you should be valuing, where you should be putting your effort and intentions and time and money, etc. So go out, create your beautiful philosophy of living on Canva and send me a DM on Instagram so I can have a look and um, yeah, celebrate with you. I think it's fabulous. It's a very beautiful, fun, arty thing to do. And yeah, keep me posted. Leave a review if you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Next week, I am going to be in the Gold Coast and I'll be recording that from there. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see you. See you then. Enjoy this day. As we conclude this Live Well for Longer podcast episode, we sincerely appreciate your presence on this journey. Your support fuels our mission. So remember to subscribe and leave your thoughts. And if you'd like to download a positive aging manifesto with seven traits to age healthy and happy, then visit positiveaginginstitute.com slash manifesto. Until next time, live a connected and kinetic life.